Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran, and uh, Rob and I are, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm white balanced cameras. Things are out of focus. Rob's trying microphones. Yeah. Hey, we're back. We are. <laughs> How are you, Rob? Doing okay, Todd. Hanging in there. Doing doing good. We're in the summer summer stretch, which normally we would be jetting around going to events. Yes, indeed, and uh, we took three shows off that was my fault i i i needed a break and yeah. uh a break i had and it was uh oh, i'm about 95 percent no email 95 percent no social media 95 wow. percent no connection to the world it yeah. um i yeah it was good it was it was really good so it was a nice break so uh, while the rest of you've all been, been, uh, I guess for a better word, working, uh, I've been slacking. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, and things have continued to uh, progress on many fronts out there yeah. while you've been, uh, out of the pocket, so to speak. So, yeah. And, and what was going on? And, you know, it wasn't like I, I was still, you know, probably an hour or two in the morning checking emails and, you know, once in a while checking in on Slack when I could, it wasn't like I was completely disconnected, sure. but one thing that we have just been crushed. And matter of fact, we're, we're scratching our head a little bit is the, uh, the, whole the, R- yeah, the music stuff, the RIW, the takedown notices have been, I mean, uh, literally, well, I will say this. Uh, I said the, we probably have We probably received the most number of takedown notices we've seen in the last two years. I'll take that back. We've seen in the last week to two weeks the most, the highest number of takedown notices probably in fifteen years combined. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Lipson's been seeing too. We have a, a lot of it. I would imagine it's across the industry right now, and, and some of it from older shows, shows that are still online from years ago right that are now being targeted yeah because a lot of those older shows were taking a lot of liberties with playing full track music well and some of the platforms uh kind of catered <laughs> to that a little bit you know my my former employer's speaker had a real issue with it because it it did live live audio streaming so yeah and that's typically where it happened a lot and a lot of people use our stats that don't use our hosting service, but because they see our media, you, they don't understand that's not where the media is hosting. We get takedown notices for media that we're not even hosting. So we've now got a whole dialogue. We send back to the notification service and say, listen, we are a measurement service. The media is hosted here. You're going to have to go there. And that usually right. results in two or three, two or three email you know, two or three email, uh, things going back and forth. So it's quite annoying to be frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we knew this was coming because I, I think it was what, maybe three or four months ago, there was an announcement of a, <clears throat> I think a company that was forming a search engine that was going to start looking for copyrighted music and podcasts. So I, I can't remember what that service was. I don't know if you remember or not. I, I don't. And, you know, in order to maintain my safe harbor stuff, we see takedowns coming from like one show will get 10. 
well, you it's know, probably for each each music track for each find, yeah right? for each episode. And so, what do I do then? Do I technically I cannot go back and look at their content, but we're trying now to determine okay where how many takedown notices do we need from a single show before we terminate their service? Or do I just take the yeah. take the take the content or take you know sometimes it is hosted with us. Uh do I take the content down and just, you know, where's you know, at what point I don't know. We haven't decided on that. We're not terminating anybody yet. But yeah. Yeah, we'll I mean, it does, it does violate our terms of service, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, both of our platforms, I believe it, 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 it violates it the does. terms of service, but you know, I mean, I think that the lips in terms of service are, are, is a little bit more flexible on this topic from the standpoint of posting, but because it is kind of the content creators right. responsibility, really, yeah. really more than it is the hosting platform. Um, because I mean, like you said, Todd, to maintain our our safe harbor, we kind of have to be out of the content business right. to some degree on this. Yeah, and I'm not going to go. You know, if I get ten from one show, I, technically I'm to maintain safe harbors. I can't go look at shows eleven through thirty, <clears throat> and specifically yeah. see if I go specifically looking for <clears throat> copyrighted content. Then uh, you know, I'm I'm a I've lost my safe harbors. I, I could lose my safe harbors. And, right. and matter of fact, I, I, we've explicitly told the team, do not go looking at these shows. Do not go, you know, we'll, we'll look at the episode that's been reported. Right. And we will comply with DMCA, but do not go looking at their other episodes. So Todd, let's, let's talk about, um, that a, a little bit deeper what does that really mean um don't go looking is it more of a uh platform programmatic looking or is it human looking is what violates oh, uh, safe harbor well you know i i think if you look at like a like a youtube right they've built algorithms right that look for things like this just like what the search engine is doing yeah. uh it's not like we're we're building technologies to detect certain types of uh content um, violations or whatever in our platform. Um, I don't know if the safe harbor gets violated if one of your employees go goes listens to three or four episodes. Well, you know it, I'm saying I think if they go back and say, "Hey, I have this guy's doing nothing but copyrighted music. We he's violating our terms of service." Right. right. Um. Yeah, there's a you know again, I'm not a lawyer, so right. I'm not even going to try to read to yeah well and i don't think we want to be in that, no, that realm of being no, a being a policeman no, right no, no, no. It's, it, it it's the same thing that we go through with uh you know hate speech right and right all this kind of stuff like that i i think all of us would like to maintain our platforms as free speech platforms mm -hmm. um that's our ideal scenario but sometimes we get put in situations where mm, it's hard to maintain that free speech thing because sometimes that free speech kind of crosses some lines that are, you know, either illegal or could be harmful or whatever. And I know the big social platforms are really dealing with this right now in a big way. Um, you know, fortunately podcasting really hasn't had to deal with this issue quite, quite as much. 
Well, I think ultimately we are going to, well, it, it's going to be, if, if this continues at this rate, I, you know, I'm using a lot of man hours here um, to, right. to deal with this. Well, and it gets back to, you know, let's be proactive about this. this and I believe that the, the podcast music folks are trying to be proactive about this, but it's just not happening fast enough. Yep. Um, and this enforcement's going to probably lead the compliance side, right? So, you know, that's, that's an unfortunate result, but I, I think Todd, you and I have known that this day was coming for a good well, 10 years now. <laughs> and based upon, right. you know, some legal stuff that we've had to comply with, with, uh, you know, people being financially impacted by their actions. Um, I think when people start getting bills, pay us this much because you did this. Um, when they start getting a hundred thousand dollar bills from yeah. the RIAA or two hundred thousand or a million dollar right. fines, and say, right. "Hey, or we will see you in court." Right. Uh, people better wake up. We, we we keep you know I can't uh, I can't even count how many times I put in Facebook forums talking about this and yet people want to argue. They well, want to say, they yeah. want to argue. This is bullshit. We should be able to do this. I'm not changing and blah 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 and blah 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 and. Right. I mean, some of this stuff really impact archive shows a lot. I think. Oh. Yeah. I mean, shows that are out of production now, but are still available. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I know of a couple, you know, that are, that, that were kind of formatted like radio shows. Right. That had not full track, but played, um, like snippets from copyrighted music in their intros and exits and things like that, that was more formatted like radio because, I mean, if you look back in time at the podcasting industry, definitely a certain amount of more, probably more percentage of the shows were formatted a little bit more like radio than, than, um, you know, what we consider to be kind of a pure play podcast yep. that, that we have today. I think the industry has evolved a little bit more towards unique content being created in podcasting where I think many, back when I started in this, I came from radio, right? So I was able to play snippet copyrighted music sure. in my radio show right yeah. and the the truth is that some of that stuff made it into my podcast too. right right but but it was usually like maybe maybe five or ten seconds worth of music but mm, that still violates stuff so even even the archives that i have of my of my old show may you know may be a little mm, on the edge on this well i'm you know what we're seeing too is as I'm looking at the titles, you know, I'm looking at the, the links and I can pretty much, I can see some right. information and metadata that gives me an indication of what type of show it is. And right. a lot of music right. shows and also shows that are repurposed radio programming that is current, right. new stuff, ba- right. basically radio stations taking drive right. and putting it in there. And they've got, five damn tracks of music in there. Right. 
and that's I think that that's going to be really really interesting to to see because I'm sure those radio folks think that well you know it was part of the content production on the radio side I should be able to put it in right. content that I put online and right? and not only that it 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 triggers five five R I R not one five R I W A takedowns for a single episode and I have to respond to each of those all five of those for a single file right the paperwork the, you know here's the next question is you know do I change my terms of service to say that if we have to respond to a takedown notice for your content for using our service do I charge you because it's truly I'm using a lot of manpower now to remove content, process process 10, 15 minutes to process one of these. That's minimum. Number one, you got to take the media down. You got to, you got to lock it out or uh, put something in to block the, the link. Number two, I got to respond to the, and some of that is cut and paste, respond to the, to the, the takedown notice, then I get a response mm-hmm. to the response that I have to respond to. Right. Then I have to send an email to the 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 content, the content creator, creator because they have the right to say, nope, it's not copyrighted content. I'm I'm protesting. I'm invoking my DMCA right. Put that media back up. And right. you, then if they do that, we have to put the media back online. Right. And then fifth, we get another response back from that that starts a whole different legal process. Right. That's that's when they decide to get serious with you. Right. Well, they don't get serious with me. The the person has the content creator. The content right. creator has said, I'm gonna fight. Right. And then that goes back and forth. And if, if the content creator loses that round, it it just people don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So it's it ugly. Um and it's gonna potentially for i mean if you want to keep up your archives you may have to go back in there and edit your audio <laughs> well that it's taken down we take the media offline no but the content creator could certainly do that right right if they don't want to, to take it down they could go back in and edit all the music out that's right and it may be something that proactively um folks that have content that they produced in the past that has music in it that you don't really want to have taken down that you go back in and editing on it. And I mean, for some people, that's going to be a huge project. I mean, so some of these shows have hundreds of episodes. And, and because we've got some compliance tracking we have to do. Right. You know, my lawyer is having to put an entry in the spreadsheet, put an entry about the account holder, blah, blah, blah. We got this paperwork trail we have to do. So 15 minutes is, you know, each individual person's part might be a little bit, a minute, two minute here, but it's boom, 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 boom. <clears> and and I didn't, and, some, and again, sometimes I'm, I'm not even hosting the doggone media. I'm just measuring it. Right. Yeah. And then, so then the rights holders gets confused. Well, where's this media at? And they're like, okay, see this part of the URL, this .com? Right. Now you need to go to their, their. Well, especially if they're self-hosted. On right. And a, lot, in, and a right. lot of these folks are self-hosted. Right. Especially those that are doing music are self-hosted. So then they go over, they have to go over to their. You almost have to educate the person that's filing the takedown. And the initial response comes by a bot. The bot just 
kicks them out. And then right. you, when you respond, it gets to a real person at some point. But it's it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a serious problem. You know, and it really hasn't been talked about no. much in the industry. So this this little talk that we're having right now is really one of the first that I've heard anybody talk about it publicly. These, and it's onesie twosies weren't bad. And that's what it was as onesie twos. You get one or two a week or something, right. but I, I'm getting 20, 25, 30 a day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and so what, what organization are they coming from? Do you, you know, is it a law firm or uh, it- it's from everything I can tell it's a, um, it is some company that is doing this on behalf of the label. That's what it appears to me. And so, you know, that here's that, here's the game they're playing. It's like Santa Claus. They're keeping a list and they're checking it twice and three times. And Hey, the compliance of us taking stuff down that, that alleviates our liability. You know, we're, we're good. We're not, we're not going to get sued because we're not going to get hammered by the rights holders because we took, it wasn't our fault, but they're taking that list of those people and those content creators and they're keeping a list and then you get too many violations. I can absolutely guarantee you then what will follow next is they say, well, what do we have here? We've got someone that's got five copyright violations. And the next thing I get is a, well, they either get a, you will pay us claim it, the person, or they send us a legal request and asking us how many downloads did that episode have or how many, how many plays. Well, it also gets serious if the show is monetizing too, right? It, it gets, the, that it, elevates it a little bit. It, it does, but yeah. the. The fine per, see, here's what people forget. It's not that you just played it and not that you put it in the content once. Each and every time someone downloads that file, right. it's, a, it's an incremental. So if it's $100,000 per violation and you've had 1,000 downloads, well, there's a bill you can never pay. And they're going to come to you and say, you owe us $10 million, but we'll settle. We'll settle. We'll settle for 50,000. Right. And they're going to get their 50,000 because they could have got 10 million. They are going to get, let me, let me repeat this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you don't think these folks are serious, they are going to get their $50,000 out of you. You'll have to mortgage your house. You'll sell your house. They'll put a lien on everything you have. They'll take your paycheck. Do not fuck with these people. I, I cannot make it more clear. Right. Do we, do we remember the Napster days? People uh, were doing stuff. And so individuals that were on sharing content were getting hundreds and thousands they settled for much less money but they settled for much less money and they got their money but it's still a boatload of money that most podcasters don't 
Well, right. <laughs> and and they are going to, oh, 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 oh. By the way, you're going to have to get a lawyer. You're going to have to get a lawyer. And it's going to cost you a right total lawyer, four or $500 an hour. Yep. If you guys, you need to listen. I know this audience is listening, but how do we yep. get other podcasters to listen? I don't, it hasn't even been talked about in the industry that I've seen any of the, the publications or anything, any of the newsletters. Nobody's talking about it yet. Yeah. But I think it's going to be an issue that's only going to grow. Right. Yeah. No. So, so I'm just. I, yeah. I'm. Yeah. I mean, you can gamble and let stuff ride or you can be proactive about it. I think that's the choice that we all right. have to make about this is um, realize that we got away with it for a long time. <laughs> Um, to some degree, and now, now the moment of reckoning has has arrived. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to think about it. Oh. And I'm just I'm just looking here at all the emails. Abuse report, 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 abuse report. Right. Case number. Case yeah. number, case number, case number. Our response, taken down, no longer link, no longer link, taken down, no longer link. Duplicate request. I'm, just, I'm looking at email right now. I'm just right in front of me. And they don't even ask for you to remove it from the. Oh, you have right. to take it down. Right. Take the whole content. Take piece the down. whole thing down. That's why if you're proactive about it um, and remove it before you get a takedown notice, then you can probably come back and say, well, you know, it's no longer in there, but that may be too late. No, it's, it's, no, I, I have a 24 hour window to reply. My actual service account with my hosting right. provider can be affected if I do not respond. If I don't, if I do, and this is including weekends, request right. comes in Saturday. I have to respond within 24 hours so they can shut my service down. Right. They'll, 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 they will go back to say, if, if we don't respond, they will go back to our service provider and say, Hey, he didn't read. They didn't respond. Please shut them down and they'll shut down. So what happens to me then all of a sudden 80,000 podcasters are like, Hey, Blueberry, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> right. God forbid you miss one. And the other part of this too, Todd, is that this this could turn into a big money grab for the music industry too. You know, that's the oh, that's I'm the fully, I'm it. fully. Right. If these folks are not having media taken down and sending copyright violation requests, they this this is this is minimi, and that's a word small. This is a. This is a, a little itty bitty piece of what's going on globally. So what this again, this what they're doing is they are building a list. Right. See who's been naughty and who's been nice. And those who've been naughty, stand by. Right. Yeah. 
when people start talking, oh my God, I got a, I got a summons in the email to request me, or not a summons, but they'll send you a nice letter first. And that letter will come and it'll basically say, we've, you know, you have uh, violated, you've had a copyright violation of this song, this song, this song, this song here to provide all the links, screenshots. Oh, they're very efficient. Screenshots of everything. Able to download this media. We able to download this media file here, there, there. And by the way, here and 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 uh, to to stop further action, to stop further action on this, write me a check for this amount. Right. And you have ten days. You have ten days to say, "I'll write you a check," or "No, I'm going to fight you." And if you say, "No, I'm going to fight you," then guess what happens? You go to court. Right. You, you, the bill it, you, that's it. That's it. Is you don't you don't pay if you don't pay, fine. It's okay. The next thing will come is a, a guy knocking on the door that will serve you legal right. papers, right? Which they paid five hundred dollars to do, which will get tacked onto your bill when you have to settle with them, right? I just I, I don't know how much more clear, clearer we can be on this. Yeah. This is, this is, this is pretty, um, pretty scary for a lot of old time podcasters right now. So, and they're going back and having media removed that was published in 2005. Huh? Right. What did I, what did I put? So my episode one and episode two are gone, Rob, gone. They've been gone for more than 10 years. Why did episode number one and two, why are they gone? Why are they no longer existing on the planet? Because it was open with ACDC back in black. Right. <laughs> and yep. my stupidity, I, and I played 30 to 40 seconds. Right. And, yeah. I, and I am not, you know, I realized early on, mm, that was dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't play that, that much of any, any music. I'm trying not to be De- a Debbie Downer here. Yeah. I'm sorry, but. It's, they're getting, yeah. they're getting, Rob, how many, how many you guys getting? I haven't heard a number yet, but it's been, it's been coming in pretty steadily. And we talked about it on the call on Thursday, right? That it's been the steady flow of these coming in. Yeah. Captivate, yeah. same thing. Steady flow. They're a new company. Right. right. And they're getting them. Right. Tons, 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 metric tons of anchor shows. Because we got a lot of anchor shows that measure with us. Tons of them are getting, I mean, tons of them are getting takedowns. Yeah. I would imagine that same thing is happening to Spreaker, too. Mm. Um, Todd, I just happened to notice something. Sure. I, I wanted to run it by you, not to change the subject entirely. I, no, we can't. I think we've, we've, we've been pretty clear on this. Yeah, and we've killed the dead horse here. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I noticed uh, that uh, Podbean is now IAB compliant. No, that that came as a big surprise. But what's even more surprise is when I go to their compliance page that they have on their blog, blog.podbean.com, they have a logo that says standards compliant IAB tech lab verified. So did the IAB change their, their word? I thought it was certified. It's certified compliant is what it is. Well, 
Podbean has a logo that says compliant, and then the ribbon strip at the bottom says verify. So where, you found that at where? Off of Podbean's blog. So blog. Blog.podbean.com. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the article here. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. I think I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Can you pull that up on your screen? Yeah, that is not the logo. So either Podbean kind of edited their own version of this. Um, this is not the the icon. No. That everybody else is using that I'm aware no. of. No. And uh, I mean, no, it's, it's not necessarily a bad idea. But it says verified instead of certified. Let me go look at our. What is it? No, it says certified on our. Yeah. So let me go to. Hang on. This is the problem. Um, let me look at this page. Because the official logo looks like this. Measurement standards compliant. That's the logo. Oh, oh! It doesn't even say. I thought it said certified on there, but I guess no, it you're certified compliant. But it doesn't say certified. No, it's never. That's been my big bitch from the beginning. It's never said certified, because remember, you're being certified that you are compliant. Right. Right. Not that you are. Well, verified compliant. They put verified compliant on there. Okay, but the whole logo is different. Well, what so, they did is okay. they they added a ribbon at the bottom. No, they actually changed the wording at the top of the logo too. It says standards compliant, where uh, the other one says oh, measurement standards. That's interesting. Compliant. Yeah. There's something there. Okay. I mean, did the IEB change their I'm gonna ask them. <laughs> Is her logo? Yeah. We took some liberty and changed uh, on one of the. We we changed because we basically removed the orange and put blue in. So we actually up here, or whatever this color is, red, where it says measurement standards, we put blue in there, um, to match some branding stuff. But we didn't change the logo itself but huh that's interesting well um i wonder sure podbean folks did your numbers that. change what's that i wonder if i wonder if anybody's using podbean if they tell tell us or not tell us or not if their numbers change well let's let's go to the iab website oh yeah iab let's see it's it's ib tech lab rob so iab Lab compliant. Uh, tech lab compliant and, standard. And pull up uh, the section that they have on podcast working groups. Well, compliance programs. Uh, so, so they only have one logo. See, now let me take you to the I. See, here is the IAB technology right, yeah. standards compliant. They have. It says technology is what that right. So let me see here if I can find podcast, podcast compliance. 
they don't have a logo in here on this page. Is they don't want to share it or something? Well, there's only one place that I found. Let's see, where are there? Yeah, there's a page on here. I just can't yeah. find it. Buried. Oh, they got something new on here on pricing. Oh, these numbers aren't right. Ten thousand dollars, I wish. Right. Yeah, it's it it's not obvious how to find this on this page. Yeah, if I take five minutes, I'll find it. But again, I did find, you know, the tech. They say technology standards compliant IB Tech Lab. So maybe they have some more. Yeah. But again, it's compliant companies. And then we got podcast compliant. So we got Blueberry, NPR, Voxness, Art19, Wooska, Libsyn, Triton, PodTrack, Simplecast, Acast, Spreaker, Empire Streaming. Don't even know who those guys are. Chartable, um, Omni Studio, Captivate, Megaphone, and Podbean. So one, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 companies. So that's a pretty good list here so far. Yeah. And. Yeah, it doesn't show the, the, the official logo, does it? No. Anywhere on their, yeah, their I'll website. Have, I'll have to find it. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's some serious money been spent in that list. <laughs> yeah. Some serious money. Yeah, because the, the logo that we're using, trying to find it on our site. I think you're using the same one we are. Yeah. Yeah, because we were part of the first group of right. platforms. So, they took some, I think they just took some liberties there. And... um but it is an interesting spin on how they did that. Yeah. And I haven't read their, their certification report. That's always the fun, that's the, the fun thing to read. And what's supported and not supported. And that. Right. Uh, actually, believe it or not, the first report that, that, we, that everyone got to see that was our report had lots of detail. I mean, lots of detail and right. everyone got a lot of insight into that. And then they said, Oh, we're, someone complained that it was too detailed. And then they just changed it to say supported or non-supported. It didn't have any of the detailed right. explanations. So it kind of pissed us off because we gave everyone a roadmap. Of all these details. And, um, so it is what it is, but yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, we are using the same logo that you are. Yeah. So Podbean just kind of invented their own icon. Lo- right. Which surprises me not at all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. N- and, and not, uh, not in the least. Right. 
And one of the other things that happened while we were off was uh podcast movement canceled their event. Yep. And they're going to a multi-week virtual summit. Right. And we have to resubmit our sessions. <laughs> right. And, and we now have two virtual events that are claiming to be the world's largest. Which I see you guys sponsored. So you guys acquiesced and paid the big money, huh? Mm, I, I guess. I wasn't that involved in the deal. So <laughs> it's just, it's just, um, yeah. I mean, we'll see which event, uh, PodFest or Podcast Movement, uh, it, it achieves the goal of being the world's largest event. I'm sure there's a little bit of riv- um, rivalry going on there. Did I say that right? Yeah. Rivalry. Yes. Rivalry. Rivalry. Yeah. Just one of those words that never comes out of my mouth. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, So, and and I don't know if he's officially doing a Guinness book world records run. You have to be careful in saying that you are, because you have to have an officially sanctioned event. Cause I often say that GoDaddy's, and I say it tongue in cheek because the longest, is the is if, if there was a Guinness Book of World Records for the longest sponsor of a podcast, GoDaddy would be it with my show. I say that. I said if there was, if but there was, right. but Chris is actually saying he's going for a Guinness Book of World Records. Well, did you pay Guinness to do that? Because Guinness doesn't yeah. do those for free. Well, it's almost like it's a it's a pre-promotion for something that he has. I mean, he's claiming that he's going to set a world record, but, right? and he's using their, their logos and stuff too. That's the thing. Well, then he uh, must be paying to have this event measured. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Guinness book world record holder myself. So oh, really for what? Building the world's largest glass of orange juice. Okay. Well you did it for a company, so it's not really your name on it, is it? No, my, my name is on the, uh, on, on the certificate. Well, yeah. That's cool. And, and so is the, the company. That's How much did that cost you guys to get that done back in the day? To get the glass built? No, to get the, the Guinness people out and measure. It didn't cost, didn't cost any money at all. Really? I just had to have the, the measurements, uh, certified by an independent measurement company to come in and do that and to create a little little report that they sent to guinness with with photographs and pictures and things like that typically now i think you have to pay yeah you probably do now yeah yeah i mean i set the record back in uh, 1998 well that wasn't too long ago so it's actually all online if you just do a search for (laughs) world's largest glass of orange juice was it real orange juice yeah how many got, or, how many oranges did you guys? Well, this glass created a a math book problem that was put in all all the Florida school math books back back in the day to calculate how many oranges had to be squeezed to fill this glass. And how many was it? I don't know. I, I never did the <laughs> math on it. But but uh, yeah, it was filled multiple times by Tropicana. So. So they Would they bring a semi in and no, actually it came on the orange juice came in, uh, like two pallets, um, <laughs> like, 
bag <laughs> like <laughs> wine you know right bag in a wine bag, bag in a box <laughs> essentially but it was a pallet right? right so each each bag in a box had about um 300 was it, 350 <laughs> gallons of, uh, of so pasteurized hook, florida oranges so you so you hooked up a garden hose to these bags and <laughs> squeezed it in right <laughs> right go to um do a search in in Google Todd, and you can pull it up if the wants to see what this looks. But, um, world's what is it again? The world's 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 largest glass of orange juice. So, so yeah, yeah there's a whole video up and everything about it. That so was on on a news program. Ultimate in, Citrus. In, uh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it was and if you scroll down it actually oh shows i see the, i see your i see the, i see your uh rob greenley florida department of citrus yeah. <laughs> right. were you living yeah. in florida at the time no i was i was living in seattle so that's funny but uh, yeah I, yeah i spent five years wor- working for them so <laughs> i can tell you some stories about citrus yeah you can huh yeah my mom was a produce broker so, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to work with fresh citrus <laughs> and orange juice and all that, and grapefruit juice. Yeah. So I woke up yesterday morning, Rob. Yeah. And I went to my shower, and I turned it on, and there was no water. And uh, I live in the mm-hmm. country. I live in the country. And so your well died. Our well pump died, and my uh, sister yeah. was just getting ready to back out of the driveway to go to Mackinac Island with her and her kids, and I'm like, good time to leave. Although she did the phone calling to find uh, someone to come rescue. Right. So uh, the only person that was available was a 70-year-old guy that we basically have used for years. He's done a lot of well work, but he didn't put in the well that's currently in. Mm-hmm. And he said, I can be over in 30 minutes. I'm like, my God, nobody comes in 30 minutes. And he got there, and, and I have replaced um, well pumps before. And right. um, it's not that complicated. but. He got there and he says, that a four inch pipe or five inch pipe? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't here when they drilled it. <laughs> he measured it and it was four inch. He said, oh shit. So. Oh. Yeah. So how deep was your well? It's not, first? not bad. 50 feet. So it wasn't like oh, I was pulling bad. 500 feet of a pipe. But the problem is, is it's not the, the 50 feet. It's the first three feet. <laughs> because. These pumps, if no one's seen them, are about three feet long, and they're yeah. they're just shy of four inches around. So they, when they go down the pipe, there's not a lot of not a lot of space. Right. Well, having it set at the bottom of the well, he, he, him and I, my, my shoulders are burning today because we are doing this like you know for about an hour, an inch at a time. Pull it up. Pull it up. And then finally it broke free after he got up three feet. <sighs> this 70 year old dude was an ox. This guy, I, I, Hey, you think you're a tough guy? No way. This dude, this, I, I would not ever want to get in a fist fight with this guy. Cause he would pummel me to the ground. The 70 year old buff dude. It's always been doing his well work his whole life. And, uh, he showed this, this pup. He's, he kept calling me grandpa. Come on, grandpa. Get with it here. Help me here. 
<laughs> so yeah, a thousand dollars later, we had water in the afternoon. Oh, good. Not well, that anybody cares here. But... Well, water is important <laughs> to have. I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. And then I, of course I had to, there's water going to like three different places. So I flushed for two hours before we got all the brown out. And, right. <laughs> and I told my sister, I said, uh, enjoy Mackinac Island. Have fun up there. <laughs> and tell my brother-in-law, you, you jerk, you missed, you missed all the fun. Yeah. Wow. And, and most of these guys come in with a rig and just, just pull it out. But him and I did yeah. it the old fashioned way. We manhandled it out. Yeah, I've seen that done before. They usually have like uh, like pump houses. Yeah, the they, roofs come off of the puff houses, and then, it, then it's like this big scaffolding thing goes right down the middle of the. Pump yeah, house. they have service trucks yeah. that come up, and and, and all right. they do is they hook up to it, and they just they just winch it out. You know, they yeah, you know, it yeah, yeah, it's not two two guys, you know, up down up down up down trying to break this thing free. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, because some of those those wells are a couple hundred feet, well, two or three hundred feet down. My you know? my one, you know, Barry Kansma, our CFO, his is five hundred feet. Right. You know, so he had to have a. There's no way you're pulling five hundred feet. And uh, mine was put in with. Uh, it's basically plastic. It's F. It's called SF80. It's a right. threadable plastic pipe, and uh, mm-hmm. we replaced all the pipe. And uh, but yeah, I got education on. Uh, how wellheads, these new well, when I was a kid, all we did is had a, you know, had a casing and then a thing that went in the ground and then it, the pump was in the basement dun, 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 and right. it, not anymore. That's not the case. So yeah, yeah, the pumps are down in the bottom of the right. well. <laughs> and we have real rusty water. So this thing only lasted seven years. They're supposed to last 20 years. So it's not a good thing. No, but anyway, uh, that was my yesterday. <laughs> hey Todd, did you see this uh the the article in Pod News about non English podcasts launches o- overtakes English ones? Yeah, I saying that, a to, I, I saw that, that and I don't know they're saying that more foreign language podcasts than English based are being created right now. Yeah. Hmm. How do you we actually I had a, a guy that's doing a master's degree request information from us he wanted to know basically what the breakup was and it's it's really hard to be able to because most people in podcasting today submit their shows to the american-based podcast Mm -hmm. directory um and so unless you look at the language setting in the feed it's really hard to discern non-us because you know you've got lots of multiple language you've got people that are doing spanish you've got all all kinds of different languages here in the united states so how do you well sometimes uh, you you should be able to tell by the cover yeah that's true but you know you can't go through the titles and things like that rob you want to go through and count three hundred thousand? okay so no we have no no real way to to know what the true breakdown by country is right right and i I don't know how they got this data. I mean, other than um, trying to cull it from the metadata, but it does show um, a pretty exponential growth going from, uh, what is it? Uh, 
2019 into the beginning of um, 2020, almost like a like a tripling of hmm. the number of non English podcasts being created. Which doesn't necessarily surprise me because I mean the non English podcasts have been pretty suppressed oh, for a long time, right? right? So, right. I mean, it, if you go back and you look at the the entire chart here, it shows just a minuscule amount of non-english podcasts and then all of a sudden um starting in about 2018 it started to go up um and it's going up rapidly now Hmm. so well good yeah i'd like to know how they got the data though i would too and it's not clear how they got that data right I, i was actually put out by art 19 who put it out well, could okay, never mind. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I didn't know Art Nineteen was hosting a bunch of um, non-English podcasts, but maybe they are. Yeah, I don't know. Or they're scanning. I don't know. I think that the the real platform to get this information out of, I would imagine, would be Apple and right, Spotify and those type of platforms. Well, you've got a pretty extensive catalog yourself, Todd. Yeah, but again, how do I? I mean, but how do you determine it, right? That's right. And strictly metadata? Well, we we were talking about it because this, you know, this this PhD or master's degree candidate was looking for info and trying to break things out. And, you know, we're basically like, well, we can see by the language tag, you know, what language it originates in. If it's German, English, if it's French, most of those folks are pretty good about setting their language tag in their feed. Right. But that doesn't mean it originates in France or Germany. It could be. Well, a, it doesn't say the, the origination. What it talks about is just um, non-English. Oh. So that, those podcasts could, could be made in the U.S. They could be. So I guess we, right. could, we could go through and do a run of. Yeah, that's relatively easy to run a a poll, a poll of the data to see what how the breakout is. Yeah, I'd like to know what languages are. What's the breakdown or the ranking of the languages? Oh. I would say it's it's probably going to follow pretty closely to what the population density of the world is. Um, well, I think Spanish, you know, Spanish is going to come Chinese. in like number two. Yeah, right, right. So Chinese, I think, though, I don't think it's going to. You know, there's not too many Chinese podcasts. At least not in the traditional sense, because most of the Chinese uh, podcasts per se are instructional because they they can't have opinion shows over there without being sent to re-education camp or being disappeared. Yeah. Think yeah. about that, folks. In China, you make a podcast and you state your opinion, you could disappear off the street, including your family. So... Oh, we love, we love what China does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the government, think, let's be careful here. The government, I'll be careful. The government, what the government does, not the people. Right. Though there is, you know, if you look at what's happening in the U.S. right now, I think we're, we're, um, what's the right word? We're awash in opinion, aren't we? Oh, awash <laughs> is the word. But we're awash in, uh, 
We're awash in an opinion where people are afraid to say stuff now, where we've moved into an era where people are now scared to death to really say their opinion because when they say their opinion, the social justice crowd comes in behind and destroys them. Is that, that's not a form of government oppression. That that's a form of, mm, yeah, that's a different, that's a different animal than I think most people thought was going to happen. Right. And I, and this is what I hear a lot from clients that I talk to about, they're going to do a show and they say, well, we're going to, and I, and I tell them, I said, I'm not trying to discourage you, but I'm encouraging you to be careful. Right. And that's hor That's a horrible thing to have to say, Rob. We're at a point where people are afraid to express their opinion. Yeah. Cause there's, there, there is a price to be paid. Even if you're right. And especially if you're a person that has a, a pretty high profile. Yeah. So right. it's, it's, you know, if you had told me 10 years ago, this is where we would be at today. I would have said you're crazy. But the, the openness of the internet allows people to, you have to say one thing. Just one thing, a little bit wrong. Yeah. And we, we, where, where has it went where we could have a, a, a discussion? You know, like my grandfather's rolling over in his grave because he was the, well, he, he well, lived in the art of debate and playing a uh, devil's advocate and, um, Having well, have become so divisive and partisan. It's uh, not only that. In both directions. That, it's, you know, it's not no middle ground. Anymore. No, it's not just political stuff. It's, it's run of the day, run mill of the day stuff. Right. So it's, it's gone. It's went beyond politics now. It's, it's beyond that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, and I, yeah. and I hear stuff come out of some people's mouth sometimes. I'm like, whoa, you know? And it sets me back in my chair a little bit. I said, did you really say that? Right. You know, and you don't dare try to give a counter opinion or a counter idea mm-hmm. on whatever side of the fence you're on. I don't care at this point, but there, there is, people are scared to say stuff. Yeah. And I think that, if anything else, will have more of an, a negative impact on podcasting than anything. Yeah, I think it has a little bit of a chilling effect on being able to really talk about difficult um, societal you issues. You can't. Right? You can't. Right. You can't. Because you're going to be wrong. And it's, it's and someone is going to take, even, it's because they are right and you are wrong. And there's no right. middle ground. Right, right. I, I, it, it's, it's an, it's an interesting time we're living in. Yeah. Well, Todd, we're starting to see, well, here, before I jump to this next topic, um, um, podcast movement did announce that they're going to have their next in-person event in Nashville. That's so, cool. uh, coming up August 3rd through the 6th of 2021. So about, about a year from now. Knock we may wood. get back to in in person events. 
Um, I guess the we shall see is the only thing you can really say about that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And I did uh, reach out to Dan Franklin and invited him to, to join us at some point over the next couple of weeks to come in and talk about what they're doing and what's happening with that. And I, I do want to get on Chris from Podfest too at some point, to talk about what they're doing as well. But, um, you know, here's, I the- also, wanted to mention too that i know we've been alluding to um some other music platforms getting involved in podcasting and and the announcements over the last week have kind of exposed some of those um coming out (laughs) i don't know if you saw that how how, did you well the question really is then did you guys accidentally or purposely leak because i'm last i checked i'm still under nda and can't say anything well, it it was put out um, in you know it in you know our knowledge base, and it was put out on social and those kind of things. It's the gather shows, um, and I'm talking about Amazon right now. Right. Um, it, it's not a I say it's it's not a non-public launch, but it's not the official launch of Amazon's podcasting efforts. It's it's a launch to the podcast community to gather content. Well, uh, so you must have a different thing going on than we do because we're not. They're they're going to have a landing page. So they're going to have a land. What do you mean? They're going to have a landing page for people to be able to submit their show. Oh, I'm I'm sure they're going to be sure. Right, sure. But so they're going to announce the actual official launch of this later. Right. Later. Right. Right. So this is just about populating their own catalog. So that's what's going on right now. Right. But they're going to do it through podcasters. They're going to be doing it through music. They're going to be doing it through podcasters submitting to Amazon, not taking a list. Right. Exactly. They, they followed our advice. (laughs) Yes. To, to get, uh, um, podcaster, creator consent um, right. to getting in their catalog. And this has been something that I've been recommending to them for a couple of years now. I mean, many years actually that they have their own catalog. And but I, it is going to be, and, it, it is going to be up to, you know, I've been to the headquarters and met with their, their team in the past and Todd Pringle, who used to do, do the technology side for Stitcher early on. He's kind of, kind of, hitting up that for Amazon. So it's, it's, a uh, it's good to see. I'm, I'm happy that they're, they're working on building their own catalog. Um, so as you think about Amazon in this space, you know, the immediate thing that I, I think about is the, is the smart speaker platform that they have. Now we, I've talked to them at length about that and issues with that. Right. No, they definitely have issues there, but this is, this is a proactive, step forward right regard um and and hopefully as we all hope these smart speaker platforms um get in a better position where they support what i would call more personal listening versus group listening so the question is how did you guys get around your disclosures by putting stuff out publicly they were okay with it okay 
<laughs> I I don't know what else to say, but they were that this was all above board. There, there there wasn't anything. I think they were a little nervous at some point in this process, uh, <laughs> but. Overall, I think that the goal that they had of trying to reach the podcast community and even me talking about on this show is, is, is a little bit part of that, right. Of trying to reach the podcast community, uh, as a primary, it's not trying to reach listeners. That's a whole nother side of this that hasn't been announced. Or I was kind of shocked because I thought we were all on the same page as when we were allowed to talk about this and not. So I'll just. Sam, surprised that you guys made some announcement. Yeah. So. Oh no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Because it's um, it's it's a it, it, and and. So let's just put it this way: Amazon's deal's not fucking exclusive to Libsyn, even though they're trying to make it appear to be. That, I hey, I would never say that it was exclusive. <laughs> okay. I know exactly what's going on <laughs> with this. So, hey, it's not exclusive. It's just that we were given the ability to tell our our podcasters, and that that invariably made it, you know, something that could be found. So, um, <laughs> and the the other announcement that we made too was our distribution deal with Ghana, uh, which is the largest. Uh, music streaming platform in the uh, small country of India, um, over 150 million uh, users on that platform. It's actually bigger than Pandora, or, or I think it's actually well, especially well. Yeah, I don't know if it's bigger than Spotify on a global scale. Yeah, we're working our integration with them too. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I mean, th- these things are rolling out, and there's there's more of this type of thing to come. Yeah. Uh, so it just it's it's a you know what what I want to say it's just a step in a direction of uh, podcasting being integrated into <clears throat> everything that's around audio consumption. Right? This is becoming a a ubiquitous ubiquitous podcast listening environment, right? That's going to be global and across all these major listening platforms. So podcasting is in a, in a great spot going, going forward, but it also raises a bunch of other issues that we've also talked about on the show too, that (laughs) complicate things too. But anyway, Todd, go ahead. (laughs) Nothing. I'm just, it's, I think what we're seeing here is at some point there will be no more announcements. Well, I think, and I've said this before, I think we'll, we'll, um, once we've saturated this, and that's exactly the path that we're on, I mean, clearly everybody that um, that would possibly want podcast content is going to have podcast content um, globally around right, the world. Right. So uh, once we do hit that, that wall, right, yep. um, where do we go from there, yep. right? What's the, what's the next innovation that's going to propel this medium forward because honestly that that's what has propelled this medium forward is the expansion of distribution platforms and reaching new audiences fortunately google got into the the game um so that kind of addresses another big hole in the medium though i i still don't think that they've fully deployed what is possible there but um i think it's happening though 
one thing's for sure is we have a discovery problem in podcasting. Do we now? <laughs> we can we can move on from that topic. No, um, <laughs> and then the 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 content licensing part of this with Amazon too is that um, Amazon's not going to embed any advertising, uh, and they're not going to rehost your content. Right, so, it's pass through. Right, so that's that's a win for the industry right there. Yep. Yep. So. Amazon has enough money. <laughs> and there's all, and there's other things that's going to happen because obviously there are other ways to get podcasts on Amazon today. Oh, and, yeah. um, right. that's true. And I've made some recommendations to the Amazon team as far as, um, assistance and making sure that if your show is weirdly spelled, because a lot of shows cannot be found on Amazon at all. Just right. cannot be found. Right. Uh, you, you can say it five ways to Sunday and it still won't come up because it, the pronunciation's weird. So, or you've put some special character in your show. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see if they come out with any type of namespace spec to be able to help with the uh, um, yeah. shows that are we weirdly pronounced. Yeah, I haven't heard anything, any talk about um, them taking transcripts yet. But no, nothing know. about transcripts yet. I'm j I'm talking about yeah. the ability. No, 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 but that could help with some of this to some degree. Although um, there has been some interesting emails floating around about transcripts too, but we won't. I don't think yeah. we can talk about that <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to break it here on the news. You guys want to announce uh, it? To yeah, no. Okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it is. I mean, transcript just in a general sense in this medium um, is is definitely becoming more and more important. Um, and I think there's also the issue of uh, post cap too. Oh, yeah, that's a whole. That's right. yeah. You know, we we had someone. <laughs> so we had someone listen to the show that said that I did not support closed captioning. Right. And, and I want to well, be, yeah. I want to be careful here and people understand the context of that. Right. To do closed captioning within ADA standards cost about $10 a minute to do it correctly. Yeah. You have to have transcripts on everything. Well, you have to have it. Accurate transcripts. You have to have it specific format or closed caption. And it's right. not a transcript. Closed captioning is its own deal. Well, it, there's two different kinds. Uh, there's there's the live transcript and then there's the 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 pre-created transcript. So that's I think that's that's where where the issue lies. Um so yeah, and especially around I mean this 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 requirement's been around Close video for, for, for a long time. If uh, for video, if if it's broadcast, if it aired, if it, if it aired. aired on right, right. But what is aired now? Right. That definition hasn't been updated. So, well, if you actually read the ADA, it actually uses the word radio. Right. They don't actually use the term anything with like on demand or digital audio or none of that. 
course, the the law was created before any of that existed. That's so, right. Um, so there isn't a reference. So any extension of that uh, would come out of that 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 word that's used in the ADA for radio. Um, so the question then really is: is can we? Because an eighty, listen, we can give you an eighty percent solution right now, or eighty five, with a transcript. There are some that are getting in the nineties, but you're going to pay I'm for that. I'm not going to be specific on that, but you're yeah. going to pay for that. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely a technological challenge to get much, much beyond like, mm, I think 93, right. About 93. They've, they've kind of hit a wall. Yeah. <laughs> this show, the transcript we get for this show is about 90%. Right. But I think, yeah. But, but still 93 gives you hundreds of words that are wrong and is not a uh, closed caption compliant. Right. The accuracy rate on closed captioning is different before live broadcast and pre-recorded. Right. When you're live, you've watched C-SPAN or anything like that. And you've, if you've ever turned on closed captioning, you'll see that they miss a word here and there. Oh yeah. On yeah. that. And, but the difference is, is put on a movie and turn on closed captioning and see how accurate it is. It's accurate. Very, very well, accurate. Yeah, because it's been human edited. That's right. So that's the only way to get to 100%. That's right. So human edit. This is, this is technically right now we're live, but we're also do post produced. Right. So once we're post-produced, if we had to be closed cap, this show would not be able to go out for a week or two. If we were waiting for the closed caption file to come back from this show, I want to be able to support. No, I think that's coming, Todd. I mean, I mean, I think one of the challenges that these transcription services have of getting accuracy is accents, and just some words have are pronounced differently that have multiple meanings and or there's a yeah or this the banter back and forth todd speaks rob speaks got to have that context and closed caption right 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 that's true so and and, and you want that for your transcript anyway right yeah so the, i mean a lot of these transcripts are are just one massive run just one massive run of them. yeah so that doesn't so, work for closed cap right so you you really need, need to have I mean, if you're going to use these things, you really need to have some punctuation in there too. And, and so, some of them will give you punctuation, but, but that's, that's an extra process. Though. That's right. <laughs> and to, and tr to be right. truly closed caption compliant, you have to have second by second, word by word accuracy. Right. right. So what will, what will be accepted? You know, it, and if, if I'm hearing, a Let's say, let's say I'm, um, vision impaired, mm -hmm. then I want that accuracy to be pretty hot because yeah. I can't read lips if I'm seeing a video and I can't read lips because we're behind a microphone or it's an audio program and there's no video to go along with it. You know, so all these connotations. So I know folks that listen to podcasts. Um, they've got their own tools to semi real times, make stuff come back on 
braille readers and that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. There is a, there is a huge challenge here. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think these are opportunities, but yet they're, they're the challenge that the industry is going to, going to ultimately face. And I, I always wonder too, Todd, if, if eventually we're going to face challenges from the FCC too. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not so worried about them. I'm more worried about not worried, but trying to, fi- trying to figure out how do we, because it, from the very beginning, at least Blueberry, we were very cognizant of making sure that everything that we did from our online systems was um, JAWS compliant. Basically, when someone came to our website and was using a screen reader, using our tools, that this was all, and, and we worked really hard to make sure that everything that um, we utilized on our website, even, as a matter of fact, we had a couple, two, three weeks ago, we had a a complaint come in that something wasn't working correctly in JAWS in one of our um, players. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we immediately become number one priority for the dev team. They fix it. We did a turnaround about 12 hours. We got it fixed uh, because we wanted to make sure that the folks that were vision impaired that were coming in, that were using JAWS or an equivalent tool on our website were able to use our services. And that's why we have a high, a real high number of folks that are blind that, that use Blueberry podcasting. And I'm sure you guys have went through the whole thing too. And then the, so the next round then is how do you serve the hearing impaired? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is where the, really the closed caption stuff. Well, it, it's, and God forbid you're your vision and hearing impaired, but let's say you're the, the, you're hearing impaired. And then, so what do we do? We have, A, yeah. they are able to see the app. So it's a totally different issue. They can see the app, but they can't hear the sound. There's no, right. there's no, they have to go find the transcript to actually enjoy the show. And if the, and, and this is why this is going to be, and we have to figure out how to fix it. But again, the accuracy is the problem and cost. If, if, if the hearing impaired community, How, how do I say this without pissing everybody off? Um, the majority of podcasters cannot afford to have a closed caption quality transcript of their podcast. If it's a requirement right. that we have to have closed caption accuracy of a podcast, um, it, it will add hundreds of dollars per episode, maybe thousands of dollars per episode cost the production but i don't think in the long run this is going to be a problem for the simple reason that these big big platforms are going to make transcripts available but again rob it it, we have to be careful here a transcript is not closed caption compliant right now i just think that the all these big platforms these big listening platforms are going to have to do this too that this really doesn't impact us as hosts as much as it impacts creators these big listening platforms. no it it, it affects well, creators it, no no but you know i'm saying like spotify and apple why those are the listening platforms right those are where these people are going to listen so who is 
I mean, who's got to display it? Uh, Apple's going to say, Apple's going to tell the creator, you're going to have to provide this. Right. If you well, want, if you want true, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. If, if you want but, true closed caption quality, then. Yeah. But I, Apple and Google and Spotify and, and, um, Sirius XM now Pandora, they're pulling transcripts, right? They're making transcripts. How accurate they are is a whole nother question. Right. right? right. There, there is, there in is every one of our podcasters at Blueberry gets a transcript of their episode for free. It's included by our partner. Right. Right. But, but again, it is but, a transcript. Your point is, is that that transcript isn't compliant with no, ADA standards no. for closed captions. No, it's not. So, so what that means is we're going to get transcripts from these big platforms. And, you know, there's, there's conversations about, you know, making these available. Um, and then, it gets back to, well, how, how do we get it? How do we make that incremental, right? Change right. to these that makes them it's, usable for closed captions. And that's going to be a benefit to these big listening platforms too. So who's responsible for this ultimately? Is it the content creator or is it the listening platform? By the ADA, the content creator is. But if the content creator can't do it. Then you can't put the media out if it becomes a requirement. Or you, well, I think it is kind of all already a requirement. Well, just nobody's forcing. No, it. no, no, no. It's it the the why it hasn't happened yet is because the way the law is written today, it's the law well, hasn't caught up. The law right, hasn't right. caught up caught up with the modern technology. But if Congress and the Senate go in and do a, sure. a remodel or a revision of the ADA to modernize it, yep, this this would open Pandora's box and, and it may be smart for everybody involved here to, to get ramped up on this. Oh, I, yeah, I'm a, I know. I'm great. I, I think we're good, you know, and let's right. add a tag to the, let's add a tag to, uh, the spec. We can add two or three tags. We can add a, a PDF train. It's because you're going to, again, closed caption formatting is not a transcript. So there's going to be varying. But it could come out of it. It could come out of so, that, right? So if there was more processing, if if we can get the technology to ninety five percent, is there some other technology that can get us to a hundred? I don't know. I I think that's the big question mark in my mind. So for the hearing impaired, the question then is, and I know the answer is going to be no. Ninety five percent is not good enough. but technology may not be able to do it. They don't. Hey, Rob, that's why you have people that do these trans. This is why closed caption costs 10 bucks a minute. I know. I agree. Okay. So, I mean, I, I think up to this <laughs> point, well, I know. I mean, I mean, some podcasters feel strongly about this stuff. I, already, they should. Right. Right. Yeah. And many of them are making PDF files of their transcripts. They're going in and hand editing those transcripts themselves and making them available as a link off of their, their published episode, uh, in their, their show notes. But again, uh, it's not in a closed caption format. No, it's not, but it's actually making an effort, right. To make a written version of what's in the audio available for those. And I don't know if there's, uh, I, I haven't looked into this, if there's PDF supported 
readers out there. Yep. Um, well, I guess you wouldn't need to. So, I mean, I mean, at least displaying it in, in an experience, right. That would be, um, easier to, to read than just reading a PDF file. Right. So most closed caption comes in SCC, STL, SRT, XML, VTT, which probably people have never heard of. Format. That's true. Yeah. And you can do all sorts of different versions. There's a whole and and YouTube supports a whole they've got a whole thing on here that talks about the basic file format. Subrip, subview, M sub, LRC, Videotron, Lambda. Right. So you know. And it's it's you know, it's right here on you know, you, there's, there's a hundred different articles about this yeah. and it just goes on and on and on the different types of formats that there are. Yeah. Now YouTube d- has done some automated trans uh, closed captioning on their system. And I've watched those before and, and they're not that accurate. Yeah. And that's kind of what I fear will wind up happening here is that we, we do support closed captioning but the only way to do it is to just accept the fact that there's going to be some errors yeah that may not be good enough for the ada but it may be good enough to keep the industry out of trouble yeah they say that um tree play media says that uh, the cost of captioning can vary from a dollar to 27 dollars per minute for a that's for an effective high quality solution Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And a trained transcriptionist can take around uh, four to five hours to do one hour of content. Right. So if you're doing, if you have, so this show, if we do 90 minutes, that's seven hours or so. So seven hours of transcriptionist times, whatever that hourly rate is, let's say it's 10 bucks. So it's 70 bucks. Actually, no, more than that. So, again, um, stuff can be crowdsourced. You know, there's all kinds of different things. But, again, then you have to have it in the right format. And you have to have players that support it, which none do. That's another thing. That's a whole other. (laughs) That gets back to what I was saying earlier about the listening platform. There's going to have to be some, you know, there's. I mean, there's pushback on that big time from these folks because it, it, you know, you think about web players too, mm-hmm. Todd. I mean, that's a whole other functional component that would have to be added to yeah. a web player. Which, to from a web player's perspective, is probably pretty simple. But again, you have to have, you got to be able to read, what did I say? Those, all those formats, you got to be able to, because everyone's going to do their own thing. It's going to mean, is it have to read an SDC? It have to read an SDL? It has to read an SRT? It has to read XML? It has to read VTT? And it has to know where that file is at. And the only right. way we're going to know where that file is at if we make a new tag for RSS. Right. And what happens, though, is most people get their transcripts after they publish their podcast. So then they would have to go back and update. So the transcripts won't. So we'll show like this. Let's say the requirement is we have to have closed caption. Well, this show will be available in five days. 
That's not a huge problem. Well, for what about my news show? Yeah, well, yeah. It's a problem. And that's that that's kind of what this show is to some degree. Right. Um hmm. yeah. So there's all kinds of because broadcast doesn't have that issue. Broadcast when they do when they do live news, there's someone there typing in the newsroom doing closed caption. Yeah. They're big productions. That's why they have big production costs. But there's there's some significant investment going into this space right now. From some technology companies, there is, They're, and we'll see where the accuracy gets. It's all about the accuracy trying to requirement. Solve this, trying yeah. to solve this problem, yeah. So, but you know, accuracy it, comes at a price, and I just keep saying that again. And 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 people are saying, "Todd, you're stuck on the money." Well, the well, mat- it comes comes at a price in either the human editing side, or it comes in the a price of technology innovation, right? I mean, got to be some smart people working on this project to solve that problem. So, so just so you know, I'm not against, I, I'm all against accessibility. I, no, I'm all, I say against, I'm all for accessibility. Right. It's just trying yeah. to figure out, cause it, you know, I was like, you're one of the leading podcast companies. How come you're not doing, we have done what we can. Right. It's, it's not an easy problem to, no. to solve. No, you know? it's not. And, and just, just know that we're all thinking about it and we've been thinking about it for a while now. A long time. It's just that yeah. we just haven't been talking about it. And, and you know, and there's a lawsuit uh, that's went against Gimlet over this. Yeah. So, that's what really sparked this whole conversation of trying to talk about it a little bit is because now it's in the consciousness of the industry. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, yep. Rob, we're, we're at time here. So, yeah, we are. Okay. What, uh, I'm sure we missed a whole bunch of stuff, but. Oh, of course. But I, I think we talked about some really important subjects this episode. So I think all, all the other stuff is kind of minor compared to these, these big issues. Right. Now, I, I will add, Rob, if all of a sudden the requirement is mandated on the tech companies like us to provide a closed caption quality transcript for podcasters, our service pricing has to go up. Yeah. If we're the ones that are required to provide that. Yeah. Well, Todd, my worry is, is kind of broad from the standpoint of, you know, some of the things that we're seeing happen in the industry right now around how this is, how the requirements and the, the things that we have to do as an industry uh, are getting more expensive, right? They're getting oh. more complex. They're getting more challenging, and that's going to make it harder for smaller podcasters to come into the medium. I think in the long run. So what we're all cognizant of is how we can maintain these requirements versus, you know, making a medium that's difficult for anybody to get involved. So we'll see what some of the big boys do. Maybe they will be end up being our solution. And yeah. uh, time will tell on this. Yeah. But I think well, that... It's up to us, us to keep pushing them. Well, there's no... Even if it was available today, you probably got three to six months of work just to 
get new tags put in place, get players updated. You know, even if you start it right now, you know. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, you want to call it a a day? Call it a day. If you have comments on today's show, which I'm sure many will, Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News is my email address. Uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Rob Greenlee, Louise, and uh, you can send me an email if you want, robg at lipson.com. And we will be back on Wednesday again. So yep. I'm, I'm available. It works. And I don't know, Todd. I mean, I'll, I'll play around with these issues and see what we can do. But I think that the big thing to talk about right now is the events. So yeah. that are these, these big virtual events. So maybe I'll dive into that a I, little bit. I, I've got some deep thoughts on that already. And I think yeah. based on the, I think podcast movement is onto something, having shorter sessions over a longer period. But right. I, again, the attention spans are severely lacking right now. If you're not there, it's, it absolutely unequivocally does not have, for me, the same value maybe for content creators out there it will well and there's that big show that's pushing out there right now the podcast show in the uk I'm, maybe you've talked to them or or not but yeah that's something that they're trying to do a, a, a real world event that's well, bigger than podcast movement well so. we will see all right buddy all right we'll see you next time here on the new media show everyone take care be safe out there yeah Bye. <laughs>